Hello and welcome to the 16th edition 16. episode of The Rock Show. And today we have a epic show. We're talking about the Stooges and a little bit about Iggy Pop because next week we got part two is all right. about Iggy. Right. But today we're talking the Stooges. It's uh, Sunday, June 15, 2019. And it's Father's Day. Right. Right. So, so if you're Puerto Rican, I'm sorry if you're confused, you don't know who your dad is, but we will fix you with a little bit of music and trivia. Just, just, yeah, I mean, it's Father's Day, so definitely a shout out to all the dads. I'd be confusing Dominican Republic, too. Those guys like to fucking, not too many of them have fathers. There's a lot of kids, I've, no I've, fathers. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fathers that are missing. Missing. <laughs> missing in action. Just like the Vietnam War, they're yes, missing. Missing in action. <laughs> but uh, it's appropriate because it's Father's Day, and we're talking about. Iggy Pop, who's the father of punk. Yep. Father of punk rock. Um, it's a big show today. We're going to talk pretty much just about the Stooges. Yeah. And next week, we're going to get into uh, Iggy's long and illustrious solo career. Um, Iggy Pop was born James Osterberg in 1947 in Muskogan, Michigan. Okay. Uh, he was actually raised in a town called Ypsilanti, Michigan. And uh, grew up in a trailer park. Yep. All right, in a, in a mobile home. Um, now, Iggy's an exception to a lot of the rule of the people that we've talked about here. Um, a lot of guys, you know, Hendrix last week we were talking about, Lemmy, other people, all had, like, fucked up childhoods and ended up playing, you know, great rock and roll, all right? But Iggy is an exception. His parents were very cool. They were very supportive of him. Yeah. Uh, when he started playing drums, it's, that's where he started. Um they were very supportive. They actually, because of all the equipment he needed, they actually gave him their bedroom in the trailer home. So, you know, very cool parents that he had. Uh, like I said, he started out as a drummer uh, in a high school band called the Iguanas in 1960. They cut a few singles. It was like early R and you know R and B Stonesy kind of stuff. Um, Iggy was always very interested in blues. Um, he was also in a band called the Prime Movers. The Prime Movers, yeah. Right, I got right. That in my they notes they too. recorded some stuff too. Uh, Iggy ended up attending the University of Michigan for a short time, and uh, wasn't happy there too much. He wasn't really a school kind of guy, but he dropped out because he wanted to play drums in some blues bands in Chicago. He went to Chicago basically to learn the blues. Okay, then you could still do that in those days. You know, Chess Records and all that was still there. Uh, this was around 1967. His favorite band at that time was The Doors. They had just come out. Uh, he was also into The Sonics and the MC5. Uh, MC5 were another great Detroit band. And that's a band we should talk about, too, in the near future. Um, you know, those inspirations got him thinking I want to yeah, put a band together. Yeah, but you know together. who really got him inspired? Who? The guy, there was a guy named, a blues drummer named Sam Lay. Yeah, yeah. And that's... That he met really, him in Chicago, I believe. In yeah. Chicago, he really wanted to, like, Iggy started off, he wanted to play the blues. blues. Like, he wanted to be a blues guy. Right. And what came out was, was not no. fucking blues. No, no. But, you know, a, a, lot of, a lot of things are like that. You know, I'll, I'll bring up Lemmy again. Lemmy thought he was playing Buddy Holly, but it came out Motorhead. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you kind of have your influences, and sometimes the way you interpret it is not exactly the original form. But yeah. that's good. You know, that's, that's, that's perfect. Uh, all these influences, like I said, the Doors, the Sonics, the MC5. If you think about those bands... Uh, a good mix of that really is the Stooges. Yeah. Okay. Of 
they started out as the Psychedelic Stooges. That yeah, was the, that was yeah, the original Psychedelic name. Stooges, yeah. And they were going to be based out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, he had come back from Chicago and based himself there. He hooked up with a guy named Ron Ashton on yeah, guitar. Yeah, Ron Ashton. Ron Ashton's brother, Scott, Scott Ashton, yeah. on drums. And a guy named Dave Alexander on bass. Yeah. With Iggy singing, of course. You know, you want to hear what they say about them? What? It's a primal style of rock and roll. That band saw a few uh, recording the original incarnation, and then they, then they would go on stage and mutilate each other, especially Iggy Pop, yeah. which just go and Gosh, fucking mutilate himself. Go ape shit. But they yeah. said they were primal, like they were like almost like no, fucking I mean, cave men. No, when, when, exactly. When, when, they, when they started... As the Psychedelic Stooges, that first year or so before they had any yeah. albums out, all right? They, you know, Iggy would go on stage in a tutu, okay? <laughs> and he would dance around, you know, jump around, and then, like, in the middle of the song, like, he, they would pull out a vacuum cleaner, and, you know, he'd be playing a vacuum cleaner or, or a blender in the middle of something. Scott Ashton sometimes didn't play drums. He played oil drums, okay, with a hammer. So there's your caveman. There's okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a totally. I mean, I wish I there was footage of that. You know, I wish there was actual and recording heard, of that. And what's this? They were very confrontational with the with the uh, people that came and saw them. Like they would oh, call yeah. people out. Yeah. Like, and they, like, yeah. I mean, because if, if you're a band like that, <laughs> if you're a band, you know, guy comes out in a tutu in 1967, <laughs> the good old boys in Detroit are gonna oh, yeah. fucking you throw shit at you, okay, and yell shit at you. So yeah, they, they didn't take no shit. Yeah. They didn't take no shit. That's pretty good. I mean, Ron Ashton was nuts anyway too. You could do a whole <laughs> show about him. You ever hear about his Nazi collection? Oh, yeah, he's another okay. one. Like, let me, let me. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And uh, we'll bring that up again later. Um, the first show the Psychedelic Stooges did was at a Halloween party in Detroit. And they were friends with the MC5. So the MC5 was, was in attendance that, yeah, MC5. at that. Yeah. Um, Boogie Libs. All right, Boogie. Boogie Libs. Boogie's on the clockwork. All right. Take care, my man. Okay, um, in the beginning, believe it or not, despite, like we're saying, the confrontations and, and all that, Iggy and the rest of the band were very nervous about performing. They, they were, you know, they did a party, they did some other shows, but they really weren't sure if they could do this. They had like a, they were a little insecure, I guess. Yeah. But they saw the doors at the University of Michigan, and, you know, Jim Morrison is one of the greatest frontmen ever. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you, you know, I'm sure Iggy looked at that, I know he did, and, and said, you know, I could do that. And the rest of the band were like, you know what, we want to definitely go forward with this, you know? So they did. And they started playing uh, different gigs. They got a gig at the Grande Ballroom in Detroit with the MC5. Uh, that show was legendary. Oh, yeah, I got that. The, the Stooges played with MC5 on the same concert. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, 50 years later, you, you look at that and you go, that's just insane. That would be yeah. an insane show. Um, he's, Iggy started, you know, his performances started getting a little crazy. He would, he would you know, smear hamburger or, or, or peanut butter all over himself in those days. Um, he invented stage diving. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think anybody ever did no. that. You know what's weird about it? They were actually picked up pretty quick, and they were successful, yeah. which was like holy shit for a band that's that weird. Well, they weren't. They weren't really. They weren't really successful at first. Not but Ele before, Electra, but Electra Records but were then, interested in yeah. them. Okay, and the reason actually it was an accident how they got signed. Okay, because there was a guy named Danny Fields. Yeah. Who uh, worked for Electra, and he was a publicist. Yeah. He was also a DJ, but he was a publicist for Electra. Yeah. Which meant he was responsible for 
publicity yeah. of bands. And he handled all the publicity for the doors, which was not an easy task. Oh no, that was okay. a pain in the ass. But he, he, he got, you know, his connections got Jim Morrison on the cover of a lot of like teen magazines and things like that, yeah. believe it or not. Um, he got sent by Elektra to Detroit to check out the MC5. Because Elektra at that time was starting to branch into rock music. They were really a jazz label originally. Yeah. And by the mid-60s, they started changing, getting into what was going on in rock and roll. Yeah. They signed The Doors. That was a big hit. They wanted to keep going with that. And they heard about the MC5, all the, the hype with them, and they sent Danny Fields over there to sign them. What happened was he saw the Stooges too, okay, because they did a lot of shows together. And it was a package deal. Like, he told Electric, you have to sign these guys too. Yeah, yeah. Okay? <laughs> and... Uh, um, Danny Fields, I just mentioned in passing, is, is, is one of the real interesting people in, in, in rock and roll. Uh, the guy, like I said... Wait, is he a guy that we could have a whole show about? Maybe talk about him? Ah, God, yeah. I mean, I think, well, like, definitely you know, incorporate it into a bigger, bigger subject. Yeah, yeah, bigger because, subject. Yeah, because... Even the MC5. There's a documentary the out there about can, him. Oh, yeah? We, I got to watch that. It's called Danny we'll Says. Danny okay? Says? Danny... Danny like I said, the Doors, the Stooges, the MC5 he's responsible for, and the Stooges, and he's also manages the Ramones. Okay, and you know when they first started for the yeah. first like six or seven years that they existed. Okay, so he's an important character. But if you could see that documentary, Danny says it's yeah, very I'm good. Gonna, I'm going to look it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 1969, the Stooges released released their self-titled debut album. All right. Now, if you look at that album cover, I think. Electra didn't really know what to do with them. Yeah. You know, and somebody's idea, I'm not sure if it was Danny Fields possibly, but somebody said, you know, for an album cover, let's make it similar to The Doors album cover on their first album. And if you look at The Stooges' first album cover and The Doors' first album cover, the way that they're posed and the colors and everything, it's the same album it's cover. The same, uh, just, same album cover. Just different people. Just different people. Right. Um, the album bombed. Expectedly, yeah. Okay, you knew that was gonna happen. Uh, you listen to the songs on that album; it's just amazing. I mean, you know, "I Want to Be Your Dog," "No Fun," <laughs> yeah. "Real Cool Time," "1969," the title track. I mean, these are these are songs that you know I've heard my whole life down on the Lower East Side. I mean, they it, they in that album and every Stooges album, but that album influenced the whole '70s punk scene. Um, Bands like the Sex Pistols covered No Fun. Yeah. Okay. You know what the problem with that album? The album was like a slow burn. Oh, yeah. It didn't do good. It did, no, then, no. It only went and then gold, later, I think, a few years ago. Yeah, then later yeah, people... it took 50 years. It took, but it, yeah. it, it was a slow burn. But, 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 just, but just like bands like The Velvet Underground, everybody who bought that album and other students' albums all, all started bands. Oh, of course. Okay, so like like the Velvet Underground, no one bought their shit, but everybody that did started the band and created a whole scene out of it. Okay, um, you think about all those tracks. Like I said, 1969, I want to be your dog. So many people have yeah. covered those songs. Oh my god, all those songs they covered each one way or another. And, and in those days, if your first album bombed, not like today, if your first album bombed in those days, you would you would get a uh, a second shot. Yeah. Okay. And they did. Uh, in 1970, they released their second album the called, Fun called Fun House. Right. That was a good album. And what the, I think it's, out of the first two, I would put that first, yeah, really. I mean, album. you know, it's really good. Uh, they added a sax player named Steve McKay to the band. And uh, 
I mean, they immediately went on tour in June of that year. Um, and they ended up playing on June 13th, the Cincinnati Pop Festival. And that was broadcasted nationally. If you have a chance on YouTube to see this, check it out, okay? It's the most amazing thing. They come out on stage and, you know, within minutes, Iggy's in the audience, okay? And he's raised up. And there's a classic, I mean, there's been so many pictures taken from this show of, of him just being held up by the audience and somebody hands him a, a giant bucket of peanut butter. And he just takes his hand into the peanut butter and smears it all over himself. And he's throwing the peanut butter into the audience at people. And they're losing and their they're shit. And they're losing their shit, you know? And, I mean, that on a national stage, I mean, if I remember right, I think that show was broadcast on a Saturday morning or like Saturday early afternoon, like with like Wild World of Sports, like that yeah. kind of time. I mean, so you had everybody home watching this. And people were like, what the fuck is this? Now, there's a funny rumor with that, okay? Now, I don't know if it's ever really been proven. Stiv Bates, who was living in Youngstown, Ohio at the time. Yeah. Okay, Stiv Bates of the Dead Boys, the Lords of the yeah. Church. It's rumored that he was the guy that gave him the peanut butter. <laughs> okay? He supposedly drove all the way to Cincinnati from Youngstown to see the show and handed him the peanut butter. He said he did it, but, you know, Stiv was a prankster, so who knows if it's true. Um, they actually, in that, that particular show, they, they performed TVI and then the title track, 1970. Um, Funhouse bombed just as bad as the first yeah, album. First one, okay, yeah. but uh, the, the, what was happening at that time is there was disintegration within the band. Okay, yeah. Dave Alexander had a bad drinking problem. Yeah, and he started showing up too wasted to play, and they got tired of that and they they threw him out of the band. Because for a small band, they had a lot of fucking bandmates, from what I see. Well, somewhat, somewhat. You had I mean, Tornado Turner. You yeah, had, well, these um, were guys that, that, that were temporary. Yeah. yeah. They, they, well, James Williamson was a big part of the band. Yeah, there were, they, there's a bunch of them. Mike Watts, uh, Toby Dammit. Uh, Mike, Watt, Mike Watt would be in the reunion shows much yeah. later. Um, when, when Dave was thrown out, they got a guy named uh, Zeke Zetner, and he was actually their roadie. Yeah. He was their roadie. And from what I understand, you know, he was actually playing some of these bass parts. Anyway. For, right. for Dave, because he was wasted. He was too you know? fucked up. Yeah. Right? Um, they, at the time, though, what they were thinking of doing, and they ended up doing, was they added a second guitar player. So you had Ron, and they needed another guy. They also got their roadie, Bill Cheethan. Yeah, to, Cheethan, to, another right, one. To do that. And then, eventually, he would be replaced with James Williamson. James Williamson. Okay. Um... Like I said, there was it wasn't just drinking with Dave Alexander. There was a lot more. Uh, there was a lot more. Uh, all the rest of the band, except for Ron, had developed bad heroin habits. Okay, and heroin actually was introduced to the band by their manager. They had a new manager at the time named John Adams. And these shows at the time were totally nuts, unpredictable. You didn't know if they were going to come. You didn't know if they were going to play. You didn't know what would happen. <laughs> okay, Iggy would just be in the audience and, and, you know, they'd be jamming and he'd be wasted, okay? And Electra had enough of it because they weren't selling anywhere. Yeah. So they dropped them in July of 1971 after just two albums. Uh, I've, yeah. read, I've, read, I've read Iggy's biographies. I've read several about him, and this was a real tough time for the guy. He had a bad dope addiction. Yeah, okay. didn't he even go to rehab at one point? 
eventually, eventually, that we can get into next week. Next week, yeah. yeah uh, he had to because he would have died. Basically, yeah, so pretty died. much after they got dropped in 1971, they broke up. Broke up to and, only and, reunite again in 1972 with a different right. lineup. But what would happen in between would be pivotal, okay? Because in September of '71, Iggy meets David Bowie. Yeah. Okay. And they and bangs him. <laughs> you watch Velvet Goldmine. He fucking yeah. yeah. David. They bang each other. I don't, don't want to get into that. I don't want to get. Yes, hey, it's, it's very possible. It's pride. It's very he got, possible. Yeah, it's gay Iggy, pride month. Okay. Iggy bang. Iggy bang. Fucking it's, David it's, Bowie. It's pride month. Yes, they fucked. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. They meet at, at Max's Kansas City, also known as Max's Kentucky City, for, yeah. by, by you, Rob. Yeah. Uh, and at the club there, they meet, and they became good friends. And Iggy signed Bowie. I'm sorry, Iggy. Bowie signed Iggy. I'm sorry to <laughs> to his uh, main man label. Oh, main he, man main label, man. Oh, yeah. right there, right there. <laughs> it's Pride Month, everybody. We're just keeping it real here. Um, then you they got. Then they signed. A, they signed a two record deal. To uh, CBS Columbia. Yeah. All right. So yes, they would, you know, Bowie loved the Stooges. And it was the same thing he did for Mata Hoople. Yeah. Same thing he did for Lou Reed. Okay. He wanted to do something for the Stooges. The Stooges. And this would become raw power. Now, Iggy relocated to England. Uh, he brought James Williamson along. See you guys. And, um, Later, man. Take care, man. Um, he brought James Williamson along, but they, they were going to try to find some British guys to play, but they couldn't find anybody good enough. Not good enough. Really, they, at that time, there was nobody that was going to play that style of music. Uh, so, what'd they do? They brought back the Ashton brothers. Yep. Okay, Ron and Scott go to England, and the Stooges are now... Uh, Ron moves to bass, which he really hated, but he did it for, for the sake of the band. He had nothing going on at that point. Um... Scott was back on drums. You had Iggy, and you had James Williamson playing guitar. Okay. Um, so Ron was playing bass. Ron moved over to bass, which Ooh. is something he did not like to do. And in February of '73, they released Raw Power. Now, this album, I, I, I you know, what can be said? It's, it's, it's like one of the most amazing albums ever. It's probably it's top album. ten fucking greatest albums of all time. Uh, it was it was a mind blowing you know a listening experience for me the first time I ever heard it. Um, it's an album that everybody should own, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, there was some controversy when it came out, and the controversies existed over the years about the mix on it. Uh, a lot of people say Bowie fucked up the mix; it's too muddy or whatever. And I kind of. I don't know. There's a lot of albums like that where people say that, and I don't agree with it. I, I, I think there's nothing wrong with the Bowie mix. I just think it's the sound. It's a certain sound he was trying to get. It's a certain yeah. thing. And yeah. some people don't like that kind of, uh, oh, it's muffled, it's this and that. It's a, it's a different sound. It's yeah. a different yeah. little I way mean, it of would doing be, things. It would be remastered years yeah. later, and, and, and it's okay. Yeah. But I, I, I still go back to my original, yeah, the original you know, my format. original uh, album on vinyl or CD. You know, it's just like I go back to that all the time. Um, the album sold not that well. Uh, it, it, you know, I think it sold a little bit better than the last two because of the Bowie connection. Yeah. Okay. But it really wasn't selling. Uh, the shows were crazy. 
they were playing all over the place at that point. There's a no, a lot of because of the craziness of the shows, they couldn't get booked. You know, they, they would they would look to play places and they they would get turned down because they these places knew that. You know, Iggy would destroy the freaking place. <laughs> destroy the fucking yeah. yeah, or there'd be riots or, you know, problems with the crowd. And, you know, people didn't want to deal with it. A lot of, also, I always wondered why they didn't go on tour with bigger bands, which they really didn't do. They, was, they were kind of stuck in the clubs. Yeah. But bands hated them. They, they, no one got them. Okay. But they were so fucking ahead of their time. You know? But that's what it was. They're that's like, what it was. Just, these I guys mean, are going to take there, over. There was a, there's a show, and you know, this is this is in the rock history is like one of the most amazing shows. Is they played Max's Kansas City, and everybody who's anybody at the time in 70, 73, 74, uh, was at this show. Okay, uh, at the time at, at Max's, you had the Dolls playing there. They were they were a house band. Alice Cooper would hang out. Uh, any New York band really hung out there. And there was a famous show where they played, and Iggy was walking on the tables. And I got some of this information from my friend, the late Rick Rivets, because he, he was at this show, okay? <laughs> and uh, he said Iggy started walking across the tables, and he grabbed a, a beer bottle, and broke it, and just started cutting himself, okay? And there's a picture of that. He's wearing, like, silver... LeMay pants, no shirt, okay? <laughs> His hair is like kind of silvery in color too. Yeah. And he's just blood coming down on his chest, okay? And it was so bad that when the show was over, Alice Cooper took him to the hospital because he, he needed stitches. He was yeah. fucked up, you know? But these were, these were like the shows. Now, <laughs> Rivets also told me too that blood got all over everybody. He said it got on him. You know, just like sitting there. He's probably Iggy's, squirting the Iggy's blood, blood was, the... Yeah, squirting all over yeah. the place. Um, the album tracks, if you think about it, Search and Destroy, Give Me Danger, Raw Power, Death Trip, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. I mean, these are like... <laughs> legendary. Legendary. You listen... You know what's one of my favorite things to do is, is listen to the Stooges first thing in the morning. Okay? Because it's like a, a wake-up call. Well, you know, the Funhouse album, like yeah. TVI, yeah. that big scream in the beginning, beginning yeah. that was my alarm clock for years on my, <laughs> on my cell phone, okay? I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Uh, great shit. But in February of 74, um, uh, at the, by February of 74, the band was, was basically done. That's amazing. Um, they had, they had a, uh, they only a lot of, they only made, that was a two record deal. Yeah, but, but they, they, they would record other tracks that was supposed to be for a follow-up to that, but it never came out because the band fell apart. And these tracks would be bootlegged over the years so many times. Songs like Cock in My Pocket. And, you know, uh, I can't even think off the top. I had so many songs I've heard. Uh, they recorded... It, this is a bootleg it was a bootleg album for many 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 years and it's called Metallic KO and I want to talk about this album for a minute because it's actually going to be the album of the week Metallic okay? KO right. yeah Metallic KO was a bootlegged Stooges record that came out in like 76 or so okay but it was recorded one side is from February of 74 one of the last shows in Detroit that they did right before they broke up. Yeah. And the other side is from the same place, but in 73. Oh, like, a, like a year apart, okay? And 
this is the most amazing live album you're ever going to hear. Okay, the quality is really good. All right, it's not like a shit bootleg recording. Uh, it sounds good. It's been remastered and officially released f since then. But in '76, for probably into the late '90s, it was a bootleg. Okay, um, and I remember getting it. I had a God. I got it in like maybe late '80s. I got it, and it was still a bootleg and on vinyl, and it cost me like. Seventy-five dollars or something like Holy that. Shit. Yeah, and that was a lot of money back then because you, you couldn't find yeah. it. Okay, but eventually it would come out. You can get it now. Check it out. But the reason it's so great is the interaction with Iggy and the audience. I mean, totally confrontational. You hear bottles breaking in the background. <laughs> you hear shit thrown at him. Okay, just shit breaking all around. I mean, it, it's it's insane. It's one of the best live albums you've ever heard, um, and that's going to be my album of the week. Okay, because I think that you can go look at the Stooges uh, and you could pick up the first album, you could pick up Funhouse, you gotta have raw power. But when you really wanna see the essence of the live show, you wanna get that metallic KO. And there's a lot of other bootlegs yeah. of live shows out there, but that's, that's the one that you should have. Now, the story doesn't end in 74, okay? Yeah, Iggy, they, Iggy goes, he has a long yeah, career, career, okay? Um, but they break up and they don't reunite again until 2003. Yes. Okay. I mean, there, was, there was talk over I got the years. Them, I got the run here that yeah. I'd say the, the 2002 dissolving in 2016 following the death of Scott and uh, saxophonist Steve McKay. Well, they would, they would break up in 2013, yeah. uh, a little bit before and that. Also Ron, 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 Ron died earlier. Yeah. yeah the Ron died like in uh, 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what Iggy did was, I th and I thought this was pretty like interesting and smart on his behalf, is he, he had a solo album coming out called Skull Ring. Yeah. And a couple of the tracks were actually the Stooges playing with them. Okay, Ron and Scott. Uh, Dave Alexander would be dead, unfortunately. He died many years ago from his alcohol problem. But uh, they got Mike Watt at that point to play bass. Yeah. And uh, they would come out with the, the Iggy Pop solo album, Skull Ring, and there were like two or three songs on there that were, were Stooges playing with them. So it was kind of like a mini reunion on his solo album. Yeah, the solo okay? album. But they announced right after that, the album came out there, it was going to be a full-blown reunion. And uh, at that point, there was no James Williamson in the band. Okay? I think Ron and James didn't get along too good. Okay? I think Ron always felt slighted that he had to move to bass. For raw power when he was when he was always the guitarist okay uh other reasons i'm sure we'll never yeah, know probably, yeah. um but the lineup would be iggy ron ashton on guitar scott on on uh drums and mike watt who was of uh the minutemen on on bass okay and they did a full-blown reunion i saw them that year uh at jones beach yeah okay and to this day, it's one of the most amazing concerts I ever saw. Sonic Youth opened up. Wow. Uh, they were good. They're always good. Um, but they did the first two albums. They didn't do anything for Raw Power. But they did the first two albums complete. Okay. Uh, and I remember them doing I Want to Be Your Dog twice. Man. <laughs> and Iggy was nuts. And I saw them at Jones Beach. It was an outdoor yeah, arena. Yeah. You know? I hate that fucking venue. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. I always, whenever I go there, I always seem to end up at a show in September and it's fucking cold. It's freezing. Yeah, yeah. I saw Kiss there a few years ago in the fucking rain. 
you know. But uh, they would they would uh, they would play live for a few more years. Uh, Two thousand seven, they decided to record a record called The Weirdness. Now it's a good album. Yeah. You know, is it raw power? No. I never heard that album. No, it's 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 actually I'll lend it to you. It's it's a I good album. I never heard the album. <laughs> I've li- I'll be honest with you. I've probably only listened to it in complete maybe five or six times. Okay, you know, there's some good tracks on there. I haven't. But, I don't think I even know a song from that. Album. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 cool that they were back together, but it wasn't about that. Yeah. Because you wanted to see them live. Yeah. They were touring all over the place still. Uh, that was in 2007. In 2008, they get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which. Yeah, actually, some. Um, so this is in 2004. Yeah. Rolling Stone magazine ranked them. Oh yeah. 78 under this of the. 100 greatest artists of all time. Seven, surprise, 78. 78. 78 is not bad. It's you not know, bad. I, I would have put, put them in the top 20. But of greatest artists, I don't think they're top 20. I, think I do. No, I, think, I, I think they're like up there because you, know, you got Elvis, you got, they compete with everybody. These are the greatest artists of all time. Yeah, but. but and you got but, so many artists that right, there's so right. many people I would yeah, put in front okay. of them before that. I mean, I get, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't be objective with this because they're probably yeah. one of my favorite yeah. bands. But, you know, I'm sure the Jefferson Airplane. I don't would, think that would be lower higher. I don't think they're higher. I, don't now, think, I, don't think I wouldn't they, be surprised knowing Rolling Stone. I don't know. As an guys, example, I'm just saying, a band like I that, put they probably put like, higher. I put those guys like in 101. 101. <laughs> yeah. 102. You know, I mean, yeah, we could talk about that. I don't want But I mean, when they, the Hall of Fame, they actually went to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. In 2010, that's what no, I got. To. I got 2008, but maybe I'm wrong. I got Rolling Stone Fame, well, the Rolling Stone Hall of Fame 2010. Okay, well, whatever, because the Hall of Fame can suck my yeah. dick. Okay, I know you don't care you about it, but I, I just it, like I just yeah. like to put that down. I mean, like, they they didn't, and I know you don't that. care Rolling Stone also, no, man. I don't either. I don't care about that either. But but it's good that any kind of like. Yeah. Organization acknowledges them. That's that's a good thing. Did Iggy um, Pop might have gone to the Hall of Fame by himself as a in solo guy? Uh, two thousand and eight, and then it's, the whole band went in two thousand and twenty. No, I, think, it, I, mean. I don't know if he went in as a solo artist. He should. But I wouldn't be surprised if he. Maybe they did it with Lou Reed. They put yeah, Lou Reed I mean. in as a solo. Yeah, that's yeah what I, mean. I don't. I, don't I know. think Iggy Pop deserved to be. Oh yeah, I mean his body of work definitely, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, let's just, for the argument, say it's 2008, okay? Right. In 2009, January 6th of 2009, Ron Ashton would be found dead. Yeah. Okay? Uh, he was dead for a couple of days. They found him in his house. Apparently, he died of a heart attack. Okay? Now, there's an interesting side note with this, a kind of sad thing. I think a member of his family found him after they didn't hear from him for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, he had one of the biggest Nazi collections in the country. Okay, some of the early gigs of uh, of the Stooges, he would be wearing that shit. Damn. He'd be dressed like an SS soldier. Wow. Okay, or he'd have the swastika armband. Okay, now you know, I don't know what his political shit was. He never said. Yeah. I don't care. Okay, but he did have one of the biggest collections in the country that was recognized. His house got broken into right after he died. I don't know whatever happened to that stuff. Never, never heard about it. By collector's item? Yeah, but I mean, they, 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 they must have known it was there and they robbed him. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it was some Israeli guys just to destroy <laughs> the stuff. And they're still very offended by stuff like that. You never know yeah. some Israeli guys. Well, Lemmy, Lemmy, Lemmy had it too. Yeah. Okay, Lemmy had it too. Now, thank God nothing his happened to it. His son's got it. His son's got it. But he also with, had Ron, a very... with Ron, nobody knows what happened with it as far as I know. 
Yeah, but that probably stuff, you know, even even to this day, Israel, those people, they find any oh, yeah. Nazi, they, they destroy. It's like yeah. totally destroy, even though yeah. it's part of history. And you I mean, you're not be, even allowed to, you're not allowed to have that stuff in Germany to this what's, day. What's, what's, what, what is always the connection with that whole Nazi thing of rock and roll? There's always been a connection. Because it, yeah, because symbolism it's, it, it, look, and, anybody and, that's playing punk rock, especially in the early years, anybody that is controversial in some way, you know they're going to be interested in pissing you off. Oh yeah, and, and, and there's nothing there's nothing yeah. like pissing you off more than having a swastika on you. Yeah, the swastika thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had the bigger him and Iggy also had a big collection of Nazis. Possibly, right? yeah. yeah, possibly. Um, okay, uh, Ron would would die sadly, uh, and the band was totally shocked. Iggy called him irreplaceable. They took a few months off. They didn't know what they were going to do at that point. Um, but in about May of 2009, they announced that um, James Williamson would be back in the band. Okay, so at that point, Raw Power songs were back. Uh, they were doing that, and uh, they continued touring. And in 2013, they released an, uh, a Stooges album with James on guitar called Ready to Die. It came out in April of, of that year. You know uh, what? I heard it a little bit, but I didn't hear the whole album either. Yeah. I was ready to die. It's just a picture that... of Iggy on the cover. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even realize that was a Stooge album. Yeah, it, it, you know, the problem with those two, it's a good point you're making. A, a part of, a part, the part of those, those two Stooges albums that came out later is that they seem more like Iggy solo records yeah, to me. Stooges even album. though they're playing on it, but, you know, they're good. They're good records, but they're not like the early shit. No. Now, um, the last Stooges show would be in September 28, 2013. And that was it. The band broke up at that point. So no for, they had a 10-year run with the reunion. And they played a lot of places they never got to play before the first time around. Yeah. All right. So I think that was, that was cool. They, they, had a, you know, a, they got a lot of respect throughout the world. They played in South America, Europe, Japan, all over the fucking place. Do you know how Iggy met Ron? No. So Iggy was, was Iggy was in a show, and Ron was playing with a group called the Chosen Few. The Chosen Few, and Ron, right, right. And Ron was on that band and right. playing, and Iggy. So this fucking guy said, "I got to play with this yeah. motherfucker." Yeah. And and after that, it was all it was all they, yeah. they all got never together. Mind, never mind the fucking Queen movie. I'd like yeah. to see an Iggy movie. Yeah, fuck okay. that, that Queen movie sucked. Everybody I, I, made it. Yeah, I, I you have know no what? That actor it. was good. The actor played um, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. The, the movie he looks, sucked. He looked like him. Yeah, but the movie sucked. People just want to give it because they the Queen's people fucking overrated. People anyway. today want to be like, oh yeah, no, they have no clue. That that, that fucking movie sucked. I, I, I will I will say this. I, I didn't see the movie, but ever since that movie came out, you fucking can't get away from Queen. Yeah, on radio, every everywhere. Yeah, you know, in bars, whatever. It's like, what the fuck, man? You know. Anyway, go off about they, that. They they they, they want to do a sequel of the movie because that movie they, of of Queens. What like the, after well, yeah, where yeah, does yeah. it where does it end? The, 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 it ended with them doing the farm aid or whatever the live so aid. So it, it ended before he had AIDS and everything, yeah. right? So oh, farm aid's like eighty five or something. Well, he right? did that performance. Yeah, it ends yeah, with yeah, that yeah. performance. It ends with that. Oh, you when know, he gets everybody to sing and all that shit, right? Like, he goes yeah, on stage yeah, and stuff. Well, I don't know. It was bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, that, that movie, very overrated. I, I thought it, it didn't, it covered a lot of the real thing that the guy was so, the guy was gay. They tried, they had yeah. it with, but they we never had it. We all knew that. It doesn't like, matter. Like, so, you know, uh, Sasha Cole actually left the, the thing because he said, this is not, he want to do his own Queen movie. Yeah. His Queen movie is going to be so fucking 
Walter will really have it, him getting fucked up there and all this fucking yeah, shit that what well, the shit that they did. It yeah, was a fucking yeah. blasphemy that fucking Definitely. movie. I Definitely. I saw the movie. I thought I thought his performance was great. The rest of the movie sucked. Wow. But these people out here are marks. They're gonna be like this is a no, it wasn't a great yeah. It was well, not a great movie. Well, the movie sucked. That guy was good. I he deserved the Academy Award for what he for, got. For, yeah. for, 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 he he did it right, but he he he, only, he had such few material that even a fucking monkey couldn't make this right. Wow. The fucking thing was terrible. Yeah, yeah. And people are going, I, I, I shit on it. I, fuck I, it. I might see it one day just out of curiosity, but I can wait 10 years. My, I don't give a if shit. You, if you see on it, try to see it, see if you can find it. Okay. And then you tell me if I'm wrong. No, I, I know I'm going to agree I, with you. I thought the movie, I know I I'm thought, going to agree I thought, with you. You know what, it was a, the movie, it was a real biopic that yeah. they hid a lot of the truth. I mean, even like the Ray movie, I thought that didn't sugarcoat anything. The Ray movie was Ray very movie good. The Ray movie was very good. Okay. I even like the um, Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash one. I thought that was great. Absolutely. That Fantastic was absolutely movie. great. That was a Joaquin great. Joaquin Phoenix was great, the, great the, in that Oh, movie. he actually sang yeah. all those songs himself. Yeah, like, yeah, he right. became Johnny. But the thing is, Johnny Cash was a mid. Joaquin Phoenix was a lot more taller than Johnny yeah, Cash. Yeah, well, it wasn't perfect, but you know, <laughs> not too many people look like Johnny Cash. No. Um, <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, see, if you, you know what? If you got time to swear. I heard the um, Rocketman Elton John movie is a lot better than a Queen's movie. I heard that movie sucked too. Yeah? I don't Somebody, know. I, I, I heard mixed some things people, about it. I saw some people say it was better than a Queen's movie, but I'm not really an Elton John guy, so I don't even know if I, I like, want to see this. I like very little from him. A, a, you know, a couple of songs off like Goodbye Yellow, Yellow Brick Road and all that. That's a, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not into him. I own like one album, you know? I don't but, own any album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, sadly, there would be a few more deaths, though, with the Stooges. Uh, March of 2014, Scott Ashton would die of a heart attack as well at age 64. Uh, Ron died earlier. He was 60 when yeah. he died. Um, and uh, in October of 2015, Steve McKay, the, the, the infamous sax player, died. He also died, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's not many people left. It's just Iggy. He's like the last one standing, yeah. you know? Um like I said, album of the week, Metallic KO. Metallic Get KO. it, buy it, listen to it, play it loud. Um, I want to talk about uh, a show I went to last week. Okay. Oh, the Max's yeah. reunion. There, there was three shows at Orleans Grocery, uh, Max's Kansas City reunion. It was all the uh, Mac old Max's bands playing, and they had it over Thursday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and fr- no, was it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I forget. Uh, I think it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday Because I went to the second show Friday And I saw the Brats And I wanted to see the Magic Tramps as well Because I've never seen the Magic Tramps And uh, really good um, They had a nice presentation that night At Orleans Grocery uh, Check it out on YouTube All three shows are on there uh, The third night looks like it's the best From what I can tell uh, So go right to that one Because you had the Waldos uh, Joey Pinter Band um, the Sick Fucks played that night. I went the second night because the Brats were playing. And, the and Sick Fucks. Yeah, the Sick Fucks are fucking great. They're fucking great. They're fucking great. Tish and Snooky and, and all that. That might be a band that we talk about to the Sick Fucks. Yeah, we could talk about them. We got might even be able to get them on. We can you get never them know. On, yeah. You never know. Um, now, we're talking about movies, okay? And I want to talk about a movie that was great. I want to talk about a movie that I'm going to shit on, okay? okay. <laughs> Just like we shit on the Queen movie, yeah. all right? Uh, what do you want to hear first? <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you decide. Uh, let's pick the good movie. And then right. That's what we'll shit we'll out shit of all over it. Okay. Stiv Bates. No compromise, no regrets. Stiv Bates documentary came out. 
Uh, I got it from Amazon. It was sent to me a couple Fridays ago. And I checked it out last week. And it's a fantastic documentary. It's been a lot of years uh, coming that we need something on Stiv. Yeah. Okay. Stiv's one of the greatest front men ever, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Uh, the Dead Boys, uh, Laws of the New Church, his solo shit. I listen to this stuff all the time. I've, many, many years I've been yeah. a fan. Um, it was a well-done documentary. It was done by Danny Garcia, who also did like the Looking for Johnny, uh, Johnny Thunder's uh, documentary. And uh, he did something about The Clash. He did something about Sid and Nancy. Uh, and now he did something about Stiv. I think that guy's like a... Um Punk historian. That's why he, he does. seems he, to be. Like, yeah, he gets something like, like that. He gets I don't know. Stuff, I don't he know gets much stuff about that him, other people can't get. Like he'll go in there. He'll he'll get the truth. <laughs> yeah, and they're very well done. Uh, you know, a lot of the music is actually in it because you get a lot of these punk documentaries, and they don't put the music in it because they can't get the rights. Yeah, you know. But he he's do, does everything right. He interviewed uh, all the right people. Um, and it's about time that somebody talked about Steve. He's not. I wonder what that guy. I want to fucking talk to that guy. Danny Garcia. Yeah, Danny I'm Garcia. friends with him on Facebook, but I've never talked to him. Let's see if we can get that guy down and talk to him. See how I don't he know where he style. lives. Maybe. Yeah, that's Maybe. Just, we can do it even on Skype or Google. We'll do it. We'll go somewhere. We'll get a computer. We'll you do want it. me to like message him or something? Message and see what he's up to. What's okay. he doing? Okay. So check this movie out. If you're a Dead Boys fan, you have to have this. Uh, you have to listen, you know, watch this and check it out because it's, it's very well done. Okay, the movie I'm going to shit on, it's called Room 37. Room okay, 37, Room 37 is about the last days of Johnny Thunders. Okay, and it's not a documentary; it's an actual film. Okay, and it's just horrible. Okay, I was actually excited about it when I first heard about it because anything with Johnny Thunders I'm going to be interested in. But I, I was hoping it would be more of a biopic, but it's not. It's really about just the last like three days of his life in New Orleans. It's a part of, of the, the, the tragic end of his life that nobody really knows what happened. Okay, And you watch this movie and it's a fucking horror show. All right, It's like it makes no sense. The actor that played Thunders is not that bad. I can't even remember his name. It didn't stick with me. But uh, it, it, it's more like about this rock star. It could have been anybody, okay, really. But they say it's Johnny Thunders. And they name check the right people. He talks about the dolls. He talks about his kids. And then they say it by name and everything. Uh, his sister, you see him talking on the phone to her. And, you know, and that, that was all right. But... Uh, there's, a, there's a part where he's talking to Sylvain Sylvain on the phone And it's actually Syl Syl's voice He was involved with the movie Oh shit And the Waldos Walter Law's band There's a song called Crazy Kids By them that made it into the movie Okay, okay? Um, But it, It's really like a bullshit premise I mean nobody knows what happened In those last couple of days And they, he just You know Was hanging out with some bad people down there It seems And either they killed him Or he died or, uh, Nobody even knows and through the whole movie, it's like him wandering around having these hallucinations. And like he even sees the ghost of Billy Mercia, who was the original Do Dolls drummer. He comes out of a bathtub, and, like he's a skeleton. Like, what is this, a fucking horror movie now? You know? I mean, if it was about anybody else, it might have been a, a little bit better. But it's such a convoluted piece of shit movie. So I'm shitting on it, giving the big 
Gene Siskel and then Roger Ebert thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yep. yep. Oh, you could give it a legendary Rob Rossi. Go fuck yourself. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, the slapdick motherfucking movie of the week that nobody should watch. Room 37. Fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, somebody, please, if you're out there and you make movies, make a real fucking Can movie. Can I ask about you a Johnny question? Thunders. What do you think of the Doors movie since we're on this subject? Uh, Val Kilmer? Uh... I thought Oliver, was, Oliver Stone directed I it, right? It was, yeah, I thought I, it was well done. I thought, I thought it was a good thing. No, I mean, it, it, I think it's a decent flick. It's a good movie. Um, it's a good they, watch they movie. Did, they did put some interesting stuff in it. I remember, like, with him, you know, having a quick little fling with uh, with Nico from the Velvet Underground. I thought oh, yeah. that was cool. Crispin Glover played Andy Warhol in the movie. Yeah. You, know, you know, there's that scene with Billy Idol even, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, 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 was well, it was well done. It's it was not well a bad done. movie. It wasn't a bad movie. The thing with The Doors, though, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to... Go full. Do you watch the movie The Dirt yet? No, not On yet. Netflix? Nah, I heard about it. Right? <laughs> it's, yeah. shit. it's shit. It is shit. It's so, shit. It's so bad that it's good. It's, it's so bad that it's good. It's a Motley Crue, right? It's Motley Crue. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, yeah. it's pretty funny. You yeah. gotta watch it. Because Vince come out of jail oh, after serving 30 days. I was in jail for 30 days. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's having a hard yeah. time. But yeah. I was like, the you fucking pussy. pussy. <laughs> the, only big, the only bigger pussy of a rock star that went to jail... Then that is Mick Jagger, okay? <laughs> he did two days, and I heard he cried the whole time he was in jail. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got an upcoming show this week that I'm probably going to. I got to pick up tickets. And that's uh, over at Brooklyn Bowl, Toots and the Maytals, the, one of the original reggae bands, are playing there. They're doing two nights, Tuesday and Wednesday, the 18th and 19th. Check them out. They put on a great show. I saw them last year. At uh, last summer at uh, the Paramount out in Huntington, mm-hmm. Long Island, it was fantastic. Uh, that's all I got today, man. Yeah, yeah. so um, a lot of I information. Got, I got a list of bands we're going to be doing the next couple of weeks. So next week we'll do the second part of Iggy Pop. Right, and I think we're going to have Fail on again. Yeah, we're going to have Fail. Okay, I hope he can come on. And talk uh, a little so about these Iggy. are these are the bands that are coming up, people. If you just want to know, we're going to give you a little small list. Not this yeah. and all this. Whatever we figure out, we're going to do. So we got Patty Smith coming in. We got the Brats, MC5, Elvis Costello, Misfits, Buzzcut, Dead Kennedy, The Jam, The Special, and Social D. This is what's coming up in the next couple Social of weeks. Social D will be in August. We're going to do it then. And then um, December, we'll probably do something on Dr. John. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we've actually been talking that far ahead because you're planning to go to New Orleans, right? Yeah. So I, I'm yeah. just making it this to that people. What are we covering? If you want to... Um, because uh, we try and figure out also we also we got a certain um, group that we're facing, but we also know that we also got to um, look at some new groups and some new stuff, yeah. you know. So I figure we could do maybe uh, start adding some maybe uh, doing some reggae, a little format of reggae. Yeah, yeah, the we can get into how that. How reggae started, where yeah. it came from. And yeah, I think the I think the show we did about the the punk rock reggae connection was the brand. No, what? the uh, the dead brains. The ba- bad brains. Bad brains. Bad brains. Yeah, and we talked about Don Letts. Yeah, Don Letts. And I, I, that, a lot of people listen to that show. Yeah, right? the people that, like that, that show. Well. Yeah. So I'd like to incorporate what, a little bit of that. What if we touch Bob Marley, do a show on Bob we Marley? We could do a show on Bob Marley. We could do a conspiracy show on Bob oh, Marley, too. One, yeah. You know? I think he was definitely killed by the... CIA? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they uh, whacked him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this man. man is talking about smoking weed and God and walking off. Give him trail. cancer. Give him something. Hit him in the toe. <laughs> Give him cancer. Um. So... So these are the upcoming bands. I think after the Iggy Pop, you want to touch um Patty Smith. 
Patty Sweet. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, let's do Bob Marley after. No, I want. I, I was talking to uh, Adriana. All right. Oh, okay. we're gonna. All right. So we, do, we're so, going to have her on. She, she so, said we would come. She would come on and talk so about. So next it. week we'll do um, Iggy Pop, and then we'll do Patty Smith, and then we'll do Patty Smith, and we'll have special guests Adriana yeah. talking pa- pa- to Patty Smith. Patty will Smith. be an interesting show. All right, I got to. I got to research because I really don't. Yeah. I'll start my research now. <laughs> we're going to do a little shitting on it too. Sorry. Yeah, I don't like Patty. She <laughs> I, you know, I was in a studio where she was recording one day. Yeah. And I actually cut the fucking wire to the AC so she would fucking sweat. Damn. This is how much That's I hate Patty Smith. That's hardcore, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. All right, um, guys, remember, have a safe week. Yep. This is episode 16 of the... Damn, I can't believe we've done that many so quickly. Of the rock show. Um, And remember, don't get Get drunk, drunk, get get lumped lumped up. up. All right.